Hello, Lifers Podcast community, and welcome, first time listeners. Lifers Podcast community, we are authenticators and we move forward. We do not progress backward. A life verb is a life philosophy that you live by, that is obtained through your life experiences. You may even have more than one. A life verb is living in action. Learn more about Life Verbs Podcast on my Instagram page at Life Verbs Podcast. Also, be sure to click the link in the bio to join my mailing list. That's right. The mailing list will launch when the website launches. But as soon as it's launched, trust me, you're going to want to receive these gems. So join the email list so that you can stay fortified and be the first to be notified. Many, many thanks to those of you who have already joined. Life Verbs is played globally in 10 countries worldwide. You can tune in to listen on Apple Podcasts, Podcast Addict, Anchor, and Spotify, and many more podcast platforms, which is also linked in my bio at Life Verbs Podcast on Instagram. I like to call our community a community of authenticators. Because authentication is the process of verifying the identity. We know that a fundamental and foundational key to life is to know thyself. And in order to be in tune with oneself, and in order to know thyself, you must be genuine, real, and honest with yourself. You must embrace the imperfections of you. So let's change the narrative. And not only do you need to embrace the imperfections, but also the perfections. Let's authenticate our lives by taking ownership of it and walking in our truth. Again, thank you to those of you who have joined the email list for submitting conversational topics that you want to hear more about in this podcast. Stay tuned because each and every topic that was submitted will be discussed on this podcast. And wow, there were some phenomenal ones. Remember, this podcast is a podcast for the people. And again, stay tuned. Today, we are discussing a topic that was submitted. Today, I'm speaking on my perspective on how to deal with uncertainty, self-doubt, and imposter syndrome. How to overcome insecurity and uncertainty in your calling. 
This topic is the sequel to DJ's, also known as Count Ups, conversation last week. Wasn't it phenomenal, you all? When we discussed vacating the 99% and being a one percenter and what it means to be a one percenter, DJ shared that being a one percenter means not being afraid to start. And also, when you're a one percenter, you're not doing what the 99% are doing. You're actually doing what the 99% won't do. You got to take the risk or else lose the ch- lose the chance. First, we must know where self-doubt, uncertainty, insecurity, and imposter syndrome come from. There are three, there are times, excuse me, in our lives that we doubt whether we are doing good enough or whether we are even doing enough and often panic about things that are not going as expected or not going as planned. This emotion can stem from past mistakes, your upbringing, especially if there was a lot of pressure on you to be great when you were already great. You just needed some time, right? To figure out some things. And a fear of failure. Uncertainty leads to self-doubt. Because you are uncertain, you lack sureness about someone or something. And uncertainty actually fuels anxiety, which leads to insecurity which is an unease or nervousness that leads you to feel vulnerable or inferior in some way. Insecurity threatens one's self-image or ego. All of this connects, but the direction goes in a downward spiral, in a downward spiral motion. How do we overcome this mindset? How do you reprogram your subconscious? We will get to that in a second. But first, I want to speak to imposter syndrome. Psychology was a part of my minor in college. So I'm excited to dive into this topic of imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome is actually exactly how it sounds. I love psychology today, and I'm going to read a portion of their article to break down imposter syndrome even further for you. The imposter syndrome is a psychological term referring to a pattern of behavior where people doubt their accomplishments and have a persistent, often eternalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. Not an actual disorder, the term was coined by clinical psychologist Pauline Clance and Suzanne Imes in 1978, 
when they found that despite having adequate external evidence of accomplishments, people with imposter syndrome remain convinced that they don't deserve the success that they have. They call their success luck or good timing and dismiss it as others believing they were better, more intelligent, and more competent than they actually are. And while yes, early research from the psychologists work focused on high achieving women, the syndrome has actually been found to impact men and women in roughly equal numbers. We all suffer from it. I've known the most senior men who struggle with it today. I mean, who struggle with it day in and day out. General managers running billion dollar companies, speakers who command audiences in the thousands, powerful men who still wonder if what they are doing is good enough or if they are about to be found out for being an imposter. And yes, it impacts us as women every day. You know how it goes. You get the promotion at work and your inner narrative is that they must have been short on candidates. Your business has a great win and you tell yourself that it was sheer chance that the client found you and they mustn't have looked too far and wide. You are getting ready to give a presentation and you secretly think that you're about to be found out for how hopeless you really are. Or you're sitting in a big meeting and you just know that the boss will walk in any minute tap you on the shoulder and tell you that you have finally realized that you really aren't qualified for the job, even though you're the most experienced person in the room. It can be completely derailing. I will put the article in the link at Life Herbs Podcast, my Instagram page, so you can continue to read this article. But some symptoms of imposter syndrome are extreme lack of self-confidence, anxiety, self-doubt, distrust in one's own intuition and capabilities, negative self-talk, and dwelling in the past. So now that we have unpacked each of these emotions and have a better understanding of each, This is my perspective community of uncertainty, self-doubt, and imposter syndrome. How to overcome insecurity and uncertainty and pertaining it to your calling in life. I'm going to be transparent with you. Authenticators. You know, we all have experienced at least one of these emotions. And for me personally, it took me a decade, literally, to fully process and get through to the other side. My 20s actually was fully devoted to healing and learning life lessons. Due to some traumatic occurrences that I've experienced, eventually I was tired of doing it my way because my way 
was not working out at all. I mean, everything around me at that time created the sphere of self-doubt and uncertainty. Literally, everything around me at that time was uncertain. Everything. And the reason that it was uncertain is because I didn't truly know myself. At that time, I didn't have a relationship with myself. And I was still in search of myself. And others would always point out how unique I am. How different I am. I never, in my mind, I was liked by many, which was true. But in my mind, I always felt on the outside of things. Even though my educational resume and career resume looked great, I still doubted myself. Even though I had certifications, I still doubted myself. And then I moved to a small country town, which allowed me to pause for a moment. And I thought to myself, Zen, when was the last time that you were truly happy? When was the last time that I experienced joy? It had been so long that I didn't even recognize that I'd lost it. When did I feel certain? And when did I not have so much doubt? Then I remembered that the last time I felt that way was when I wasn't trying to pilot my own life. I remember the day so clearly, community, when I asked God to get me out of my own way. Help me to see me the way that God sees me. Then the process began. Now I'm in my mid-30s. And the fog is clearing. It took time, you all. And it did not happen overnight. It takes time to know thyself. And you actually spend your whole life, when you think about it, getting more in tune with yourself. You know, each decade brings a sense of knowledge and wisdom. When I truly embraced me and was in tune with myself, I was able to see that my purpose was in the midst. God's orchestrating through my life led me here. But that doesn't mean the growth or the journey stops. Oh no, because there's levels to this life. One of my favorite music artist Kurt Franklin says it best in his song titled Just For Me on the album Long Live Love 
And a part of that song says, it don't feel good. But growing never does. It don't seem fair for you to call this love. But if necessary pain is the ingredient for change, even when life may be bittersweet, it's working. It don't feel good, but growing never does. It don't seem fair for you to call this love. But if necessary pain is the ingredient for change, even when life may be bittersweet, it's working. All I knew was that I am a creative. Being creative has always came naturally to me in all of its organic rawness. So when you have doubt, uncertainty, or if you have imposter syndrome, imposter syndrome, ask yourself, what I'm doing right now that I'm doubting myself about Is does it come natural to me? Is it in the core of my being? And nine times out of ten, it will. So then why doubt? It don't feel good. But the growing never does. It don't seem fair. For you to call this love, but if necessary pain is the ingredient for change, even when life may be bittersweet, it's working. I encourage you each time that you experience self-doubt. You're just really down and out. Refer to a song that gives you strength. I don't care if you have to play that song every hour, every five minutes of the day. That's a great way to fortify. Because it changes your subconscious and it changes your conscience and it pushes you forward you know I read an article that that said typically real experts understand excuse me typically real experts underestimate their level of expertise while people with low ability overestimate it when you have self doubt you lack confidence in yourself and in your abilities. When you're in the mindset of self-doubt, you forget that God created 
every human with an organic purpose. Each human on this planet has an organic purpose. Actually, even things that aren't human, like plants, animals, have purpose. The sky, the dirt, the bugs have purpose. Our creator God gave you the ultimate degree that surpasses the human collegiate degree. Do you know how many people have successful businesses that dropped out of school? And there are also people who got a degree in something different than their current career or business that they own or manage. For instance, they went to school for marketing but became a chef. However, that marketing degree was not a waste because they were able to grow a successful business because they learned how to market themselves. And this person may be a self-taught quote-unquote chef as society calls it, but I like to think of it as one one's God-given purpose. Some ways to improve and some ways to overcome uncertainty and self-doubt is to stop apologizing for being. Stop it. Stop living to meet other standards. To meet religion standards. To meet unreligious standards. To meet any type of label, expectation. Your business is between you and God. Your literal business and your company business. Accentuate the positive. Develop a new response to failure and mistake making. That's something that I did, community. Separate feelings from fact. That's a great one. Trust your values. Practice self-compassion. So many people have compassion for, for, for everybody else. But do you have compassion for yourself? Are you easy to forgive yourself? Realize that no one, and I mean no one, no one's validation matters when it comes to you. Only our creator, God. validation matters because God created you fortify your spirit with positivity oh and please be aware of your warm circle a toxic warm circle will hold you back and add that on top of you getting in your own way and already having feelings of self-doubt and uncertainty 
let's just say you don't want that struggle. It's not a comfortable space to be in. This year of 2020 is the best time to replug yourself. It's the beginning of the beginning of a new decade that has been the great global equalizer for our society. The global equalizer, the global equalizer, and also the equalizer for the general society here in America. Don't remain unplugged. This year, dive into this moment. Align your priorities. Society is changing. So why not make the change within yourself? Today's scripture is 1 Corinthians 12, 26. And my favorite translation, the message translation. And it reads, what I want to talk about now is the various ways God's spirit gets worked in our lives. This is complex and often misunderstood, but I want you to be informed and knowledgeable. Remember how you were when you didn't know God? Led from one phony to another, never knowing what you were doing? just doing it because everybody else did it's different in this life god wants us to use our intelligence to seek to understand as well as we can for instance by using your heads you know perfectly well that the spirit of god would never prompt anyone to say the lord's name in vain nor would anyone be inclined to say jesus is master nor would any Jesus' master without, excuse me, the inside of the Holy Spirit. God's various gifts are handed out everywhere, but they all originate in God's spirit. God's various ministries, again, they are carried out everywhere, but they all originate in God's spirit. God's various expressions of power are in action everywhere, but God himself is behind it all. Each person is given something to do that shows who God is. Everyone gets in on it. Everyone benefits. All kinds of things are handed out by the Spirit and to all kinds of people. The variety is wonderful. Wise counsel, clear understanding, simple trust healing, the sick miraculous acts proclamation, distinguishing between spirits tongues interpretation of tongues all these gifts have a common origin but are handed out one by one by the spirit of god he decides who gets what and when you can easily enough see how this kind of thing works by looking no further than your own body your body has many parts limbs organs cells but no matter how many parts you can name you're still one body It's exactly the name with Christ. It's exactly the same, excuse me, with Christ. By means of his own spirit, we all say goodbye to our partial and peaceful lives. We each used to independently call our own shots. But then we entered into a large and integrated life in which he has 
the final say in. That's why God's validation matters. Everything. This is what we proclaim in word and action when we were baptized. Each of us is now a part of his resurrection body, refreshed and sustained at one fountain in his spirit, where we all come to drink. The old labels we once used to identify ourselves, labels like Jew or Greek, slave or free, are no longer useful. We need something larger, more comprehensive. I want you to think about how all of this makes you more significant, not less. A body isn't just a single part blown into something huge. It's all the different but similar parts arranged and functioning together. If foot said, I'm not elegant like hand, embellished with rings, I guess I don't belong to this body. Would that make it so? If ear said, I'm not beautiful like I, lipid and expressive, I don't deserve a place on the head. Would you want to remove it from the body? If the body was all eye, how could it hear? If all ear, if all ear, how could it smell? As it is, we see that God has carefully placed each part of the body right where he wanted it. Okay? But I also want you to think about how this keeps your significance from getting blown up into self-importance. Y'all, this is so good. For no matter how significant you are, it's only because of what you are a part of. An enormous eye or a gigantic hand wouldn't be a body but a monster. What we have is one body with many parts, each is proper size and in its proper place. No part is important on its own. Can you imagine eye telling hand, get lost, I don't need you, or head telling foot, you're fired, your job has been phased out. As a matter of fact, in practice, it works the other way. The lower the part, the more basic and therefore necessary. You can live without an eye, for instance, but not without a stomach. When it's a part of your own body you are concerned with, it makes no difference whether the part is visible or clothed higher or lower. You give it dignity and honor just as it is without comparison. If anything, you have more concern for the lower parts than the higher. If you had to choose, wouldn't you prefer good digestion to full-bodied hair? The way God designed our bodies is a model for understanding our lives together as a church. Every part depended on every other part. You'll see that happening in too many churches today, unfortunately, but that's how it should go. The parts we mention and the parts we don't. The parts we see and the parts we don't. If one part hurts, every other part is involved in the hurt and in the healing. If one part flourishes, every other part enters into exuberance. You can read the remaining of 1 Corinthians chapter 12 on your own. And let me know what you think. Message me on Instagram at Life Herbs Podcast. I'd love to hear your perspective of 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And that was the message translation. If you have another translation, it's going to read differently, but the concept still remains. 
next week, Janae, owner of Face to Face Mask, is back, y'all, by popular demand. And we have a topic that we are discussing that you definitely do not want to miss. Along with some news regarding this podcast. Always remember to keep your souls hydrated and your spirit fortified. I look forward to seeing more of you join my mailing list. Have a blessed week.